This is People Every Day. Coming up... Fame was going one way, my marriage going the other. Robin Thicke tells people he's found peace following a tumultuous past few years. Plus, Bachelor host Chris Harrison's controversial interview and Kevin Hart's lost and found millions. It's February 11th. Hey, everyone. This is People Every Day, presented by Macy's, and I'm your host, Janine Rubenstein, ready to talk you through the biggest entertainment news out there on this snowy Thursday, if you're on the East Coast, at least. West Coasters, send me a postcard. Uh, Later today, we dig into the life and rebirth of singer Robin Thicke, who gets really, really candid in his People interview about bouncing back from divorce, drug abuse, and loss. So definitely stick around for that. But right now, to kick things off, I have the wonderful Brianna. Heldman, people's TV editor and pop culture know-it-all in a good way. Happy Thursday, (laughs) Brianne. (laughs) You know what? I'm happy to be a know-it-all like that. (laughs) (laughs) And I know you are a devoted Swifty, so I'm sure you're excited about the news that she'll be re-recording Fearless, her hit album, and, you know, what launched this whole pop era for her. Yeah, I am. I am so ready for it. And it's going to come right around my birthday. So I really feel like Taylor has been taking care of me. She took care of me for Christmas. She's going to take care of me for my birthday. She is getting me through this (laughs) pandemic. Oh, the Swifties. We just have to make room for them today because they're going to be blazing up all the timelines. Um, Looking at what else is buzzing out there, let's dive into Bachelor Nation and and the drama surrounding the franchise's longtime host, Chris Harrison. So, So we're in the midst of watching a season with the first Black Bachelor, and he sits down for an interview with Rachel Lindsay, the franchise's first Black Bachelorette. Uh, from a few years back. And some things are said that did not go over well with Bachelor Nation during that interview. Yeah, it was not Chris Harrison's finest moment. So Rachel Kirkconnell is one of the front runners. Matt James clearly is very into her. There's definitely sparks there. She's 24 years old, a graphic designer from Georgia. And she has posted some, in the past, some insensitive Instagrams, including a, a throwback from we don't know when of a of an antebellum-themed sorority party, which is Mm -mm. just, no, no. No, thanks. And a 2018 costume party where all the girls are dressed as Native Americans. And it's absolutely not. In today's day and age, you should know better. Like, it's gross. Know better. Do better. And look, in today's day and age, in the past, like, that's the thing. Then, now, Then, too, but... (laughs) Stop. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Completely. So part of the reason Bachelor Nation is upset is that Rachel has not addressed these. These have been surfaced and she hasn't addressed them. She hasn't put out a statement. And the fact of the matter is Bachelor Nation has been here, done this so many times before. Not only did it take so long for us to get the first Black Bachelor, but we've seen this time and time again with contestants. We saw it with Becca's season, Garrett, the guy who she wound up engaged to and is no longer with also had posted some truly disgusting, transphobic, homophobic things. I mean, mm. this is this is not that hard. Someone actually said, I thought this was very clever online. If Reddit can find it, why can't these producers when they're vetting these people? Right? Where's the vetting? Where's the deep dives into their backgrounds? So, so, how, so how did Chris Harrison get involved in all this? So Rachel Lindsay was interviewing Chris Harrison and... He really was a little, he was too defensive of Rachel Kirkconnell. He said, we need to allow her some grace. 
I believe he meant give her a chance to respond. But Rachel made the point, Rachel Lindsay made the point. Yes, because they're both Rachel. Rachel Lindsay, first (laughs) black bachelorette. Rachel Kirkconnell is who's the contestant. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Rachel Lindsay said, made the point that Rachel Kirkconnell is not contractually obligated to not say something about this. So she has had the opportunity and hasn't said it. And they went back and forth. And Chris Harrison definitely just came off far too defensive Mm. of Rachel Kirkconnell and and not shaming the what she did. Exactly. Not really discussing like how egregious, you know, those resurfaced pictures and, and comments were. Um, and, and so what has he said now? So to Chris Harrison's credit, it did not take long for him to respond to the backlash. He put out a statement within a few hours of this interview airing, and he apologized to Bachelor Nation. He said, I always own a mistake, and I'm here with a sincere apology. And then he added, while I do not speak for Rachel Kirkconnell, my intentions were simply to ask for grace in offering her an opportunity to speak on her own behalf. What I now realize I have done is cause harm by wrongly speaking in a manner that perpetuates racism. And for that, I am deeply sorry. He went on then to apologize to Rachel directly and mm, promise to Rachel do Lindsay. Yeah. Rachel. Yes. Rachel Lindsay. <laughs> yeah. <So> confusing. <laughs> I know it is confusing. And so this is kind of an example of, of, cancel culture, because a lot of this came out of Bachelor Nation just taking to the internet and saying, this is unacceptable. Um, Why is he defending this woman and and her actions? Uh, And, you know, calling for him to actually no longer be the host anymore. I think the the petition got like thousands and tens of thousands of of, um, signatures. So this, it it just immediately came in the wake of Gina Carano, of course, of of Mandalorian, who was fired from that show after making statements on social media where she likened being a conservative in America to being a Jew during the Holocaust. Like, just, it it blew up. Everyone called for her firing, and then the Lucasfilms actually did it. They they called her statements abhorrent and, and cut her loose. So you see that people aren't taking it anymore and they are, are really using their voice online. Uh, and, and Chris Harrison, of course, issued that, that, that statement and that apology. What do we know about Rachel Kirkconnell and just her status with the show, her status with Matt, The Bachelor? Well, we know that Rachel Kirkconnell is a frontrunner, so I don't foresee her going anywhere anytime mm. soon as far as what we will see of her on the show. We don't know, of course, if she winds up engaged to Matt and or what their status is as a relationship currently. We do know that she hasn't yet put out a statement. I certainly hope we hear from her very soon. She certainly has some accounting to do. For sure. Okay, next up, let's talk about Paulina Poroskova. So if you remember her, you you had to have been a, a America's Next Top Model fan um, in that whole era when, you know, I was watching. But she's 55. She's a model, actress, author. And in a recent conversation, it was like this paid partnership she did with UBS. She opened up and said she's pretty broke because of her divorce from Cars frontman Rick Ocasek, who, when he died, uh, left her nothing. He died in 2019. She was left out of his will, um, and all the money that she was still getting while he was alive was cut off. And they were married for 28 
years, Brianne. 28 years. No prenup. No prenup. That's that's the point. So yeah. isn't this surprise? Like, you don't really hear stars talking about the, you know, the lit- litigiousness of their, their marriages. But yeah. is this a surprise for you to hear this? But we definitely heard a little bit about it when the will was read back mm-hmm. in 2019, mm-hmm. shortly after Rico Kasich died. And we found out that she was cut out of the will completely. We did know that they were separated and that there was some some fighting between them. But uh, that's pretty dark. And especially when there's no prenup and this is the mother of your children. They have two children together who are grown, but still. You know, when you read these things, you always think like, okay, what does broke mean in Hollywood? Like, you know, are you cutting coupons or what? Like, so is the feeling like... This was legit broke. She was having to borrow money from friends to pay for groceries. I mean, it's kind of wild to think of one of these, like, Paulina Porzakova is one of these iconic supermodels of the 80s and 90s, like in the Cindy... Crawford era. Like she's a big deal model, but she hasn't worked in a very, very long time. She presumably was accustomed to a certain type of lifestyle. And this had to come as a pretty big shock. Yeah. I'm, well, it's it's a shock to me. And, and the fact that, you know, she's opening up about it is just, you know, it, it kind of harkens to me, like thinking about like, what are the prenups out there? Like we're, we're still in the midst of like finding out if Kim and Kanye are going to stay together or not. And like those prenups. So it, it's bringing all of that, that, that celebrity stuff into, into the ether and talking about money. I have to shift to a story that, that isn't as dark, but pretty crazy. Kevin Hart, Kevin Hart's personal shopper <laughs> started shopping personally <laughs> and spent a million dollars. And it took 19 months for for Hart to figure out that, you know, he was he was missing a meal ticket. A couple of meal tickets. I mean, think <laughs> about the what a million dollars could have done for Paulina Porzakova at the very yeah, well, least. There you go. No, it this blew my mind. Completely blew my mind. He's facing grand larceny and other charges and could face up to 25 years in prison. But this is stealing. I mean, yes, this guy had access to using Kevin Hart's credit cards, but it was to buy things for Kevin Hart, not to buy things for himself. Just think about it, though. Again, like stars are not just like us. It took you 19 (laughs) months. It took you over a year to figure out that a million dollars was missing. That just tells you how much money is pouring into Kevin Hart's account. (laughs) <laughs> right? The other day I got my Amex bill and there was a random charge for $6.99 <laughs> for a subscription to Disney Plus. And I was like, I know that my Disney Plus is on a different card. So I called and had to cancel it. If I'm catching $6.99, <laughs> what's wrong with you? You're not catching a million dollars. Brianne, thank you so, so much for digging thank into you. this. I'll, I'll, I'll manage your money, Kevin Hart. Coming up after the break, a few last-minute Valentine's Day gift ideas I'm sure you need, and we hear what Robin Thicke has to say about turning his life around. Stay tuned. Hey, everyone. I'm Sid Evans, editor-in-chief of Southern Living and host of Biscuits and Jam. Since 2020, I've been interviewing musicians, chefs, authors, and other Southern icons about their family traditions, their faith, 
their favorite meals, and of course, what it means to be Southern. And I'm excited to announce season five of our award-winning podcast. Join me every Tuesday for new conversations with some of the most interesting and influential Southerners around. Be sure to follow Biscuits and Jam wherever you get your podcasts. You can also find us online at southernliving.com slash biscuits and jam. All right, guys, here's a little segment to help you out presented by Macy's. This Sunday is Valentine's Day. And if you're like me, you're like, wait, what? I'm not ready. I need to do something for my husband. So I'm joined now by People.com style editor and one of the most stylish people here, Brittany Tallarico, to walk both you and me through what we can find and actually get in time for our special someone. Uh, How are you today, Brittany? I'm great. I'm so happy to be here. I can't believe it's Valentine's Day. We've all spent the last year like eating chocolate on the couch and drinking wine. So (laughs) I don't really know how Valentine's Day will look much different. (laughs) Right? Well, well, we're going to try to make it look different. I mean, everyone deserves a little something, something. We've, We've all been through a lot. So, okay, first things first, selfishly for me, what can I give the man in my life. And then we'll move on to other categories. (laughs) Yeah. Well, this is a kind of like fun, different gift, I think, to give this year. And it's a pretty hot gift. And by hot, I mean popular selling, not necessarily sexy. (laughs) Oh, okay. I'm like, oh, wait a second. (laughs) Gravity blanket. A gravity blanket. Okay. So like when you, it's a stress reliever and it's kind of for you and him to even cuddle on the couch with, you put this gravity blanket over you, you're relaxing. And it really is supposed to like de-stress both of you, <laughs> like, you're supposed oh. to be like the weight of the blanket takes away the weight of the world from your shoulders. If that makes any sense. Okay. Yeah. It's like All right. Really I like hot it. Selling gift. They're everywhere. It's a really fun gift. It's kind of for both of you. It's just good for like our lifestyles right now too. Nice. 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 Okay. So what about the ladies? What, what is something that uh, you could give your wife or your girlfriend, your boo? Yeah. I love that for, well, I, if you have some lingerie lover ladies out there, I think anything from Rihanna's Savage X collection is awesome. It's really sexy. Her Valentine's Day collection is really sexy. You know, it's, but it's fun. There's some like stuff for you and boo to both wear, like really fun silky robes you can even share, which I think is cool. How much, how much, how much is, is is Rihanna's stuff over there? Most of her stuff is under a hundred, which is really great. The Savage X collection has such an accessible price point and you can even sign up and become a member and even get better deals so it's always something to kind of keep your eye on and she thinks of all sizes she thinks of all people I just love the whole message of inclusivity in our line too it's great foodie for the foodie in your life what's a good either food or wine because we're all just you know I know I think we're all just we're all just like drinking and eating and Well, if you want to like upgrade, you get like a great bottle of wine for someone, but there's these amazing glasses, which I think are a great gift. They're called Estelle and they're beautiful hand-blown glasses. And they're just like kind of, you know, update like your kitchenware and they Mm -hmm. pair really nice with a bottle of wine, which I think is like a fun, a fun thing to gift to anyone. And they're just like so beautifully made. I've seen them all over Instagram and they're really Mm -hmm. colorful. They're bright. They're cheery. And you can't go wrong with that, a bottle of wine and some chocolate. Right? Nice, nice. Yeah, I think I think that'll always work, especially being in yeah. the house. Like you said, all I want is wine and chocolate and, and carbs. 
<laughs> of course, this this whole segment is presented by Macy's, and they have curbside pickup, you guys, um, as well. So wherever you're going to go, uh, just make sure that you can get it in time or, like Brittany says, print it out and say, hey, this is coming. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Thank you so, so much, Brittany, for taking the time. Thank you, Janine. It's so great. And you're doing an amazing job. I love the podcast. Now on to Robin Thicke. Robin Thicke has been on a roller coaster for the past few years. A beloved R&B singer, literally my husband and I danced to Sweetest Love, his hit, at our wedding. He catapulted to crossover fame with his and Pharrell's hit, Blurred Lines, which proved controversial for a number of reasons. It was then, in the onset of mega fame, that life just started to spin out of control for him. His marriage to actress Paula Patton, with whom he shares son Julian, imploded. He fell into prescription drug abuse, and he lost his father, actor Alan Thicke, all in short order. But this week, he opens up to people, and our Brianne Tracy gets him to talk about putting the pieces back together, and how finding love again with fiancé April Lovegeary and welcoming three children have saved him. Take a listen. Well, there's so many different things and feelings, you know, it depends on there were there was great happiness and joy and fun and then there was the you know my my relationship my marriage was was crumbling fame was going one way my marriage going the other my habits and and my lifestyle somewhere in between was it was all a melting pot of trouble and I'm happy to have closed that chapter sure, yeah. <laughs> uh, of, of myself. And, you know, I just, I, I start fame and a lot of those things, they, they got to me. I wasn't the best, I didn't become the best person that I wanted to be. And, uh, and I needed, uh, I needed to uh, step away and uh, look in the mirror and, and uh, figure out what kind of man I wanted to be. I, you know, you, you, you want to have regrets or you want to talk about regrets, but I wouldn't have gotten to where I am now without all of that happening. And this is where I needed to end up. And I remember in your deposition, you talking about how you were struggling with like painkillers and, and alcohol. How did you just overcome those demons? Well, you know, I, it wasn't as much that I was, well, what's the best way to put this? You know, I, I think I was just so arrogant. Mm -hmm that I thought I could handle it all, you know? And that's what, that's what you get to a point where you're like, well, yeah, but I'm still, we're still having success and we got this and all these good things are happening. We're going to a party and blah, blah, blah. So you don't, you don't realize that you're not in control. You think you are, mm -hmm. but everything is happening so fast. Every day is a new city and a new group of people and a new adventure and, you know, it, and then you, then you get home <laughs> and you have some time, you know, to uh, reflect and you realize that you're not the person you set out to be. And so uh, I needed I needed time to step away because it's more important for me to be a good father and a good friend and a good man than it is to be uh, on top, on the charts, you know? Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, you kind of see it a lot when people struggle with that celebrity and the fame. I mean, how can you, how can you not really? It's such a different just way of life. Yeah, you know, and we uh, there's all there's plenty of excuses, but and that's why they're all cliches. You know, that's why we've seen this story, we've heard it all before, and it's not necessarily new. Um, but it's it's it feels so good 
to be able to improve mm -hmm. from the inside out, not, not improve on the charts or improve with sales or improve, you know what I mean? With, yeah. with uh, fans or what do you call it? Uh, with likes, you know, <laughs> but just improve from the inside out. So where, you know, you're doing the right thing every day, you're being the kind of person you you're supposed to be, and then you're happy. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, and then what's kind of like, do you feel like you're better equipped to handle all this right now? Just having. Oh, definitely. Everything? Yeah. If I had this head on my shoulders <laughs> 10 okay. years, you know, 10 years ago, everything would have gone differently. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, and how do you just kind of keep a healthy mindset now? Like, do you like limit alcohol? Do you like, are the painkillers a thing of the past? Oh yeah. The painkillers was, that was actually just during that year of uh, the travel, the travel, uh, back and forth in a worldwide 12 hour, 15 hour flights, you know, I had started to uh, have terrible back pains, but then, then the painkillers uh, become part of the release, you know, and then, um, and then it's, uh, and then you just you realize that you're in a bad place, you know, yeah. you're just in a bad place. And for me, uh, that year was just a whirlwind of fame and success and and issues all coming to a head and over indulgence you know yeah. and uh i just that was not who i set out to be mm -hmm. in any way you know and so all of that needed to happen for me to become the the person that i i wanted to be yeah, um, I know that you mentioned that you and Paula have like never been better. How were you able to um, work, like overcome all your challenges and, and get to this good place? Time heals wounds and she's a, a, an amazing mother and I'm a good father. And, you know, you use that to to uh, heal wounds and just put once once you can put your yourself, you know, <laughs> a right. second, you know, then you and your son rises to the top and you go, okay, now, you know, we know exactly what to do. It's all about him. It's not about us anymore, you know, yeah. but there's so much emotion when you first break up, you know, <laughs> there's so many things you want to, there's so much stuff that spills over. So time heals those wounds and she's an incredible person. And uh, we're, we're very lucky uh, the way everything's worked out. That was Robin Thicke speaking to People's Breanne Tracy. For much more on his No Holds Barred interview, head over to People.com, People TV, and grab this week's issue. Before we head out, we have some Royals news to tell you about. Meghan Markle, the Duchess of Sussex, has won her big lawsuit against a UK tabloid. You remember for them acquiring and then publishing that private letter between her and her estranged dad. It's been going on for two years, and now Markle issued a statement saying the tab's reporting tactics were dehumanizing, and she thanked her royal hubby, Mom Doria, and her lawyers for this victory. There you have it. And now, a little something to make you smile. It's not Friday just yet, but for singer Rebecca Black, isn't it always Friday, Friday? <laughs> Can you believe it's been 10 whole years since she released that earworm of a song that was so beloved or loathed, depending on who you talk to. And to commemorate the milestone, she's back with a remix featuring Dorian Electra, Big Frida, and the group 303. Take a listen. And with that, you're welcome. 
Talk to you tomorrow.